Welcome to the Medicine for Modern Times podcast. I am your host, Rich Lister. Awesome human being, um, welcome to this podcast. Today, I would like to talk to you about fear. Fear is a subject that hits most of us at some point in our lives, and it's an emotion of perceived threat. Now, that's not saying that fear isn't real, fear is very real because it is our mind seeing something that it perceives as a threat. And there's lots of um, new age stuff about fear, pushing you out your comfort zone and um, lots of acronyms that go along with it and things like that. And I don't subscribe to that because our unconscious mind and our bodies are conditioned to keep us safe. That's what they want to do. And fear is part of that conditioning. However, That being said, some of the conditioning we have may not be the most useful for us in our lives. So, for instance, a fear of giving presentations if you're working in a corporate environment may not be the best way of keeping you safe because it stifles you and stops you being able to grow because you can't stand up in front of your colleagues and present your work. And so someone else gets the uh, lords and and uh, rewards for your work because you can't present it to the, the rest of your team or to the board. So that's one way where fear may not serve you. However, fear very rationally serves you if you decided to uh, charge a machine gun nest if you're a soldier or if you are walking through a jungle and you see a massive snake and you don't know if it's poisonous or not, venomous or not, sorry. So fear does have a purpose. It's not just something your unconscious mind throws at you to make it difficult for you. It throws it at you to make sure you're safe. And we learn a lot of our fear responses when we're young, like like 99% of them get learned when we're really young, um, before like seven years old. And most of them in our first three years of life, because we're modeling and learning from what our parents and those around us are doing. So we learn really early on what we're scared of and then we pick up other stuff like um, being learning to be scared of wasps if you get stung, you learn if you're um, scared of birds, if you get scared by birds or dogs or bridges or whatever it is that you your fear is that um, you pick up early in life and it just gets reinforced because you've made a internal subconscious unconscious pattern within your mind that keeps you safe from let's go through with wasps and we know that if you see a wasp that it's going to hurt you so therefore you have to get away from the wasp this fear is a valid fear because pain is something we want to avoid especially if you have an allergic reaction to wasps then you really need to get away from said wasp but the response that we learned is flapping our arms, putting our head down, screaming and running in the other direction. This is not a constructive response as an adult to avoid the wasp because it's just going to wind it up. It's just going to wind that wasp up and it's going to make it angry. 
but we can't help it because that's what our unconscious mind has been programmed to do when you were three. Wave your arms in the air, scream and run away from it. And this programming, this fear response, this um, response that happens not just in your mind cognitively, it happens unconsciously. And it's like sitting at the top of a hill on a toboggan on a snowy day and pushing yourself off. And there's a lot of momentum on that. So it's really hard to stop yourself or change direction. You're going down that hill whether you like it or not. And that's that fear response that that's just going, helps helter down that hill without being able to stop. And it plays itself out. You do exactly the same thing every time you see that wasp. And please be aware that you can replace wasp with anything else that you might have a fear of. And sometimes, as I said, those fears are healthy, like knowing that a wasp is going to kill you if you're anaphylactic or it can be unhealthy. That bridge is scary because it's a bridge. It means I have to drive 20 miles around the other way to get to the supermarket. That's a fear that doesn't serve you. The wasp fear probably does in some sort of way, but the reaction doesn't. So looking at how our unconscious mind displays fear um, to us from learned behaviours is really powerful and seeing and just looking at yourself in places where you react with fear to things and as I said some are vitally important if you've had an abusive past or traumatic past you have learnt these responses to keep you safe when you were little and you couldn't do anything about it you learnt that if someone shouted at you or there was a bang's door or if there was um, raised voices or if you smelled alcohol or you heard a click in a certain metallic click, like a gun or something, that you know straight away you need to make yourself scarce or you need to do whatever it is that programming says to do to keep yourself safe. And they are super valid traumatic responses to that stimulus. And they're trauma that prompts a fear response. And in essence, all of our trauma is behind our fear response because you don't get a fear response without trauma. And some trauma is sub, um, objectively, sorry, worse for others. So you have, for instance, child abuse. You have a soldier who's been blown up who has a fear response that's quite dramatic because their lives have been threatened. You also have people whose fear response is quite dramatic because they don't like bridges or that um, ducks are scary or there's a rabbit staring at you. These responses are poorly constructed strategies to help keep us safe because that's how our minds have been programmed when we're young or in that traumatic environment. Um, and this is not a PTSD talk. This is a fear talk. So we can talk about PTSD at a, at a later date. So the fear response from this traumatic event, no matter what it is, isn't there because it's oh, it's just fun to be there. It's there because it's kept you safe at the first time you've done it. So the first time you saw a wasp, it kept you safe by waving your hands in the air, screaming and running the other direction. The first time you saw a bridge, or first time you got scared by a bridge, you you learned to be scared by a bridge. You um, didn't walk on it. Or the first time that you smelled alcohol and you got beaten up by a caregiver, then you know that that result, that cause, that trigger, that activation of the smell of alcohol means that you have to pacify that aggression straight away. So these fear responses are quite potent. And it's not as easy as, oh, yes, stand up and face your fear, um, face everything and grow and rise or whatever it is these um, acronyms are, because fear is built into our deep, 
deep unconscious minds. And it's there to keep us safe. And we need to make sure that we're not removing something when we look at therapy for fear or we look at fear as a problem that is actually keeping us safe validly. So yes, knowing that um, I have an anaphylactic reaction to wasp stings means I have to react in a certain way. I have to respond, sorry, respond, not react in a certain way to said wasp. But screaming and waving my hands in the air isn't the way forward. More move myself calmly out of the room into a different environment where I'm away from said wasp is a really good response. Screaming and flapping my arms isn't. So it's being aware of your responses and building them with a reasoned and calm mind and not a mind that goes straight into the, oh my God, I'm going to die phase. And you see this in soldiers a lot because they're trained. They're trained to be in fearful, stressful, horrible situations and to respond in certain ways. And that's what soldiers are really good at. They respond in certain ways in stressful situations. That's what their training is there for. And so they master their fear through training. And we can do the same thing. You can master your fear through training. And you can do it um, a little bit at a time through therapy. You can do it um, through um, radical rest coach, radical um, recovery tra- coaching through me. But you can do whatever way you want to do it and rejig your fear response to one that actually serves you or just remove it altogether for that one situation. So if you're scared of bridges or ducks or rabbits, something that doesn't really actually keep you safe but just causes problems in your life, then we can uh, definitely look at removing that fear trigger so you don't have that fear response straight away, which is a really powerful tool. So you know that actually I don't have to spend 45 minutes driving to the supermarket. I can just spend five minutes going over the bridge and I'm there. Or presentations, like I said at the beginning, if you can remove your fear of the judgment that you perceive or whatever it is you that associate with um, giving presentations, then you can then step forward and do the um, present the work that you've done and get the recognition for the work you've done by presenting, by being able to stand up and speak to people because you have conquered your fear of that. And it's not a case of someone takes it from you. It's the energy that you would use for that fear response is used in other ways. It may be moved into excitement or it may be moved into focus on making sure the content's right or it may be moved into a completely different way whatsoever. So it removes the unhelpful response to a fear situation that causes you problems. So let's go over this again. So fear is a true and real emotion in yourself because fear is there to keep yourself safe. That's what your unconscious mind does. It keeps you safe. And we've learned all of that stuff early on in our lives and we've made strategies and patterns and behaviours that keep us safe when we when we have certain external stimulus that keeps that triggers that fear. Internal stimuluses for fear are things like anxiety that um, is another conversation, but we keep it external for now. And so your external stimulus stimulus for your fear is doing the presentation, is seeing the wasp, it's seeing the duck, it's whatever it is that your unconscious mind has linked with a threat to your safety. And oftentimes we have less reasoned responses to those um, 
stimulus. So, and they're called phobias. So people have phobias at bridges, people have phobias at ducks and have rabbits and whatever. And they are all valid things because we have this fear response attached to them. And if we can remove the emotion, the energy, the charge for that emotion, that thought, that memory, then you can see the bridge, you can see the duck, you can see the seagull or whatever it is that stimulates the fear in you, that fear response without the fear response, because you know the duck isn't actually going to kill you. It's just going to quack at you and be probably a bit angry because that's what ducks do. And by and this is done through counselling or um, therapy, whatever it is you, model you choose to use for this. But knowing that fear is a really valid and allowed emotion and is there to keep you safe. And if you're feeling your fear, I really invite you to find out what's causing it. Because oftentimes fear is completely valid. If you're crossing a 16-lane motorway, fear is there for a reason because that's not the brightest thing in the world. Or if you're wrestling a cobra or doing wheelies with just wearing Bermuda shorts on a motorbike. Those things you're allowed to be um, fearful of. The things that you might want to look at that cause you fear, but don't serve you in your response to that, are the things like the rabbits, the ducks, the presentations, the bridges, the fear of dandelions I help someone with, and all these little things that people pick up in their unconscious minds that are unsafe for them at some point in their early life builds in these protocols and these behaviours and these strategies that strive desperately to keep us safe, but they don't do it in a way that makes life easy to live. So I invite you, next time you're feeling fear about something that actually annoys you to be scared of, Have a look at where that fear comes from in yourself. Take a breath. Take a look at it. It can be easier said than done because there's very emotive fear because it's there to make sure you're safe. But it has lots of charge to it. And if you can look at your fear and go, okay, this doesn't serve me, and cognitive, so this is the bit of the brain that does the thinking and being the aware thinking, um, Cognitively, you can then start to put strategies in place to do it. And that takes like six to eight months to get through that sort of stuff. And that's why soldiers take so long to train. That's why race car drivers take so long to train, because they have set behaviours, set strategies to do in these fear-based environments, because they have to make decisions really quickly in face of fear and, and stress but they trained to do this and we can train our conscious mind to do this. It's, it's not a very fast process, but it's one that's doable and you can conquer any fear that way. There are other techniques and tools that you can use like my recovery coaching for one and hint, hint, hashtag adverts to get past your fear. But what I really want you to know in this podcast is that fear is allowed It's when it impacts on your life in a way that stops you doing what you need to do. And in day-to-day life, I'll finish that sentence, and it impacts in your your life in a way and the things that you need to do, then it's a problem. But that being said, in day-to-day life, our fear 
is something that probably doesn't need to be triggered very often, if at all. Because if you're getting up, driving to work, getting up, going to your office, doing your work, coming home, hitting the gym, going to the supermarket, whatever, there's not a lot to be scared of there. And so we can start to look at our lives and where the actual threats to our safety are. And our unconscious mind is constantly scanning every system we have within our bodies, our minds, our eyes, our hearing, our taste, our smells, our touch, looking for things that are a threat to us. And it's really, really good at that. So it's worth being being aware consciously in our minds that our unconscious keeps us safe all the time. But let's have a look at where our unconscious has got poorly constructed behaviours that cause us problems about that fear. If you're scared to ride the bus, that's probably a valid fear maybe for some people, because some people um, have had horrible experiences with that. However, if it's impacting on your life about getting to work or getting to an interview or whatever, because you can't get on the bus, then you need to look at what you can do to sort that out. If you're scared of flying, it's worth, again, looking at where that fear comes from and seeing what we can do to resolve it, because it can impact your life if you're not having foreign holidays or if you're not being able to fly for work or whatever it is that you want to be doing. Look at your life where your fear limits you and see what strategies your unconscious mind employs straight away as soon as you're stimulated, as soon as you're activated on that fear response and seeing what happens. And look at it, if you can, objectively. So take yourself away from it and just watch it play. Because then you know where the strategy is and the behaviours are. And the best thing about our unconscious mind in that is as soon as you throw a spanner in that works, like um, if you're scared of the wasp, but you can force yourself to stand there and not move for five seconds, that strategy gets less valid. Or if you're walking on the bridge and you can take three steps on it before you turn around and come back, the strategy, your strategy of bridge fear starts to wear down. And again, this is cognitive, so it takes a long time to do. This is in the like the thinking bit of the brain, the aware bit of the brain, and it takes a long time to get into those deep parts of you that are in your unconscious mind. But fear is something that you can learn to manage, cope with, move past, but be aware that fear is something that is allowed and is designed to keep you safe. It's just how it does that, I think, needs to be looked at within you. Thank you for listening, and uh, please give me an email, rich at richlister.com, if you'd like to ask any questions or have a look at um, any other subjects you want me to have a look at. Or if you'd like to book a free consult with me, it's www.richardlister.com. And if and that's for people who want to work on a specific problem that's limiting them, holding them back in life. And fear can be one of those. So please don't be afraid to give me a shout and check out my website. And I'm on social media, it's at richlister.uk. Have an amazing rest of the day. Big, big love.